Chinese state media outlet mocked the U.S. and Canadian government's decision to shoot down objects flying over our skies over the weekend. A majority of Canadians oppose the federal liberal government's previous attempts to expand access to medical assistance in dying for those with mental illness. And an Ontario school board trustee has been censured and barred from committees for supposed transphobia. We break it all down. Hello Canada, it's Tuesday, February 14th, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Anthony Fury. And I'm Rachel Emanuel. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. In an editorial printed on Monday morning, Chinese state media outlet Global Times mocked the U.S. and Canadian government's decisions to shoot down aerial objects flying over the skies over the weekend. The Daily Tabloid, which is under the direct control of the Chinese Communist Party, said that both countries were making, quote, a fool of themselves, putting on a spectacle. Global Times further wrote, quote, officials from both Canada and the U.S. so far have offered neither further clarification on the capabilities, purpose, or origin of the object, nor one on the need or urgency to shoot it down. In an attempt to criticize the incident, which has since been classified as a national security threat, Chinese state media suggested that it was an oil field drone or a weather balloon. Earlier Monday, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said that in total, four objects were brought down over North America this past week, and that there is some indication that they are related to one another. Trudeau said this appears to be some sort of pattern. And here's what that sounded like. Well, I think obviously there is some sort of pattern in there. The fact that we are seeing this Uh, in a significant degree over the past week uh, is a cause for uh, interest and and, uh, 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 close attention, uh, which is exactly what we're doing. We've employed deployed significant resources here uh, to be able to recover the uh, the object, as well as uh, diplomatic and uh, international engagements going on uh, to find more information and to get solutions on this. Rachel, this is obviously a major issue that people are talking about from so many different perspectives, obviously national security being one of the key ones. And it's kind of funny to see that Chinese state media are getting a bee in its bonnet over this, because if they didn't do it, why do they care? Why are they even talking about it and pushing talking points? Yeah, absolutely. Maybe they just thought it was sort of an easy shot at the Canadian and American governments to tease them. I know, I think it is interesting that they've been given so little information. I mean, we, the public, have been given so little information on what the threat is from. But this is really one of those crazy stories that everyone seems to have an opinion about. We have people who think that what's being shot down is actually, you know, Chinese spy balloons, things like that. We have other people who think the government is just attempting to distract what's going on from East Palestine, where there was that enormous train explosion over the weekend. So, so many different theories. And then, of course, we have people who think that it's alien life showing up for the first time in North America. So we have so many different theories on this. I think everyone really doesn't know what to make of it. I think it would be good for the government to give a little more information I doubt they don't have that information, especially the U.S. government, but there's so much we don't know right now. No, and it seems they have a lot of hunches, which is what is leading them to believe, well, we're pretty sure it's this and it comes from this location, this country of origin or what have you. Another thing that is interesting is there's a lot going on up in our skies that we don't necessarily talk about that governments are aware of. I'm not alluding to UFOs, although perhaps that is a part of it. I just more mean uh, various things cluttering our skies just like this that I think people are going to pay more attention to as we move forward. 
Well, I think and that is what one of the difficult things to believe that the U.S. government didn't actually know this was going on when the first sort of balloon came up and there was a sort of expectation. People were saying, oh, the U.S. government wasn't aware of it, wasn't aware of it. You know, the U.S. military is a fine oiled machine. They put billions of dollars into their military. I just don't believe that they didn't know that this was up there for a long time as soon as it crossed into U.S. airspace. So certainly the U.S. knows what's going on in their airspace. I just don't think the public is aware of it. But you're absolutely right that I think people are going to start to pay closer attention to that moving forward. A slim majority of Canadians oppose the Trudeau government's plan to offer assisted dying to patients with incurable mental illness, according to a new poll. The release comes two weeks after Justice Minister David Lemeny announced the Liberal government will delay made expansion until 2024. The Angus Reid poll, released on Monday, shows 51% of respondents said they oppose the expansion of medical assistance in dying to Canadians whose sole condition is mental illness. Meanwhile, 31% support it and 18% signaled that they don't know or aren't sure. Support rose by 9% compared to 2016 when Angus Reid first asked the question. Anthony, what do you make of these numbers? Are they pretty much what you expected them to be? Are you surprised that there wasn't more opposition for the Trudeau government's plan to offer assisted to dying to people suffering with mental illness? Well, I think when people reflect on the details and the real nitty gritty of what's going on, that's what pushes them to be more opposed to it. And I think originally what we were sold on was the idea that if there are adults of sound mind who are facing this absolutely incurable, painful situation, should they have the right uh, to be able to make use of this? And my libertarian perspective was that, okay, I don't know if I'd do it myself, don't know if I'd want it in my loved ones, but who am I to deny someone else the opportunity to do it? And that's why I supported the original iteration and why I think many people thought, okay, fine, let's allow this to happen. But now we've looked at the changes and we've looked at how it's actually rolling out. And when you do that, you go, whoa, this is not what I first signed up for. And it's not a slippery slope. We are just going rapidly down the hill at breakneck speed here. And I think people reflecting on it more and those details are going, hold on, we got to put the brakes on that. And that's what we're seeing uh, continue to unfold here. Sure, we also know that roughly 1 in 10 Canadians said they would support a person's choice to request medical assistance dying based on a person's inability to afford housing, and another 1 in 4 supported a person's choice to request made based on the person's lack of hope or life meaning. So when we look at the statistics here, we know that Canadians are doing it for what they would consider, I suppose, empathetic reasons, but I really think we're falling short of the mark here. If someone can't afford housing, I don't think the option is to say, well, you know, I guess we can look at letting you kill yourself or you don't have hope or let meeting in your life, you know, maybe the option is for you to access made. I think we're really offering terrible solutions to these really serious issues. And when it comes to mental illness, mental health, mental depression, when it comes to mental illness, things like depression and suicide, I think it's also tricky to say that those are incurable things that can never be fixed. A lot of people go through spouts of depression and anxiety in their life, but they're things that you can work through. So I think this is just a really scary plan. Um, I think you're exactly right. As people pay more attention to the details, they're kind of coming up that mm, maybe this isn't exactly what we want for society. And I think it's a slippery slope. I mean, we started off with mental illness being offered to those with an incurable disease. And now we've slid all the way to considering offering it to people who are suffering with depression. So something we need to be really careful with. I haven't seen that level of care being applied so far in Canada. I'm glad the government is stepping back and taking a pause on this for now. But I would be happy to see them pull back from it altogether. Rachel, I think this was originally sold as a partisan issue. It was sold as perhaps a religious issue, but now people are realizing, no, it transcends all of that. I mean, the idea that someone needs to end their life because they can't afford housing, I think left, right, uh, religious, 
atheist, whatever the perspective, you're like, no, I think the solution is actually to help this person out with their economic situation. And that is what a compassionate society will do. And I think that's what the federal liberal government is finding themselves up against now, where people are going, why can't we just look after our fellow man a bit better here? Absolutely. And I think anyone who has struggled with mental illness before is looking at this and thinking, this is pretty scary. This could have been offered to me at one of the lowest points in my life. What would I have done if I could access it at that point? And is it better that we just sort of move away from this altogether? The Durham District School Board in Ontario recently censured and barred trustee Linda Stone from all committee assignments after several tweets the trustee posted that were questioning gender identity and speaking about the potential risk of puberty blockers. Several board trustees complained that Trustee Stone was raising issues that are unacceptable, like criticizing the introduction of critical race theory in schools and the board's acceptance of gender ideology. The board initially launched an investigation of Stone in February of 2022, but the investigation was canceled after Stone resigned her seat in May of that year. However, the investigation was relaunched after Stone was re-elected in Durham's October 2022 municipal elections. Of the many comments and posts of Stone's that the board censured, one included retweeting Jordan Peterson and also the account Libs of TikTok that questioned the meaning of the term cis-normativity. Now, Rachel, it'd be one thing if the example I gave was that this trustee was hurling abuse at a specific individual, a student who was identifying as transgender or a staff member or what have you. But there you go, the example, retweeting something saying they don't like the term cis-normativity. And probably uh, most parents in that school board would go, I don't even know what this term cis-normativity is anyway. I mean, I find this worrisome, uh, the direction the pendulum is at right Absolutely it is. And I think we have this conversation to some extent pretty much every week. I'm just not surprised to see stories like this continue to come down. Basically what she's being accused of is a crime thought. She dared to question the reigning gender ideology, which is just something is not permissible nowadays. And now she's being punished for it. Similar to how Jordan Peterson himself is being published by the Ontario Board of Psychologists for retweeting Pierre Polyev and presenting other conservative ideas. So these stories are becoming more and more common. I think people kind of woke up to them a little bit late, but nonetheless, the response, the appropriate response at times like this is to support people and make a lot of noise so that the board know this isn't appropriate and we're not going to tolerate this. Yeah, Rachel, I, I think the voices that are most sort of fringe and need to read the room better are the people censuring the trustee in the United Kingdom. Uh, we have the government there putting pause on gender reassignment surgery of youth. They're very concerned about what's going on. In America, there was a big expose recently where um, a, a lesbian lady who's married to a trans person and was working at a facility that engages with trans youth is blowing the whistle on how she thinks that this is just going totally out of control and basically uh, teenagers are, are being abused. They're not really aware of what they're getting into with all of this, uh, the long-term physical harms that they are uh, potentially exposing themselves to. So I think the conversation around this is, is really evolving now that more data is emerging about, about what's really going on with this issue. And I think a few years from now, we're going to look back and go, I, I can't believe we were actually doing the stuff we were doing with this issue that, that's now happening. I think things like the Durham District School Board will look back at this as an incredibly shameful and ignorant episode. Absolutely. The conversation is evolving, but not only that, it's just the need that we need to be allowed to have the conversation. And I agree that we're going to look back on this period and think, what were we thinking? Because we're giving these harmful drugs to children, not even to mention the surgeries that are going on, these life-altering surgeries for teen teenagers and kids who really haven't made up their mind about anything um, and certainly shouldn't have the ability to make such serious choices at such a young life age. 
but there is an absolute need to have these discussions. You know, I hate to use this phrase, but the science on this isn't set. It's still moving. We're still learning lots about it all the time. As you mentioned, people are coming out and now warning about it. So there absolutely needs to be the need to have these discussions. You know, this Linda Stone, she's allowed to raise these questions and she shouldn't be censured for that. But here we are. That's it for today, and don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.